0: Hello friends, we're back again at spiteful Overbooked. Your weekend starts now. Happy New Year. Uh, we're a little late, but you know what? We only talk to each other like once a week maybe, Jeremy? So happy New Year. How you doing? Once a
1: week too many, Joel Pearl. Oh, tell me about it. Happy New Year, buddy. How was your New Year, buddy? Well, no, did nothing. felt like any other day. Every day is just another day. Do you have the rest of the lyrics to that or no? No, I didn't realize there was a song. I thought I made that up on the spot.
0: Uh, everything's a song if you try.
1: Yeah, uh, sure. I'm not a musician. You are. You're. You're the one who. Unfortunately, that's how this whole thing between you and I started. Is you are a musician, and I got myself into something that I now can't get myself out of.
0: Sounds like a you problem then.
1: And I can fire you. Oh,
0: yeah. That's that's an option that we have, isn't it? Yeah. We need no cut clauses on our Fightful contracts.
1: Good luck with that. You're you're more famous on Fightful than I am at this point. We have a commercial that, you know, despite doing everything for the website, no one knows that I exist in this commercial.
0: (laughs) The only reason I have any sort of exposure on this commercial, for the record, is because I had lunch with the video editor twice. And I'm his only other point of reference who isn't Jimmy or Sean.
1: I think the only reason is you had your interview with Diener go up yesterday and they clearly just did the commercial yesterday with whatever was on the website uh, at that moment and you were there. So I was nowhere to be seen, even though my name is most prominent. No one reads the bylines anyway. And my name is most prominent on the website, but no one knows I work for work for this website. They all think it's just Sean anyway. So he does everything. It's a good interview though, right? The Diener one yeah i didn't watch
0: it anyway five stories you know how this works (laughs) jeremy wrote some stuff some stuff i read some stuff i didn't uh it either flew past your news feed or it stuck on by and judging by the end of this week's uh, news cycle a lot of this stuff probably is out of your brains we're not going to talk about what the main story is right now because that's depressing and we have more fun to talk about jeremy are you ready to go through the five
1: What's the main story of of the week? Is the it the broken ass?
0: Yeah, that's the one. I uh, I can't believe he was cleared despite having a broken ass. <laughs> but it's Mexico, so like I kind of get it.
1: You can wrestle on a broken ass. The, my favorite part of that story, and this isn't even one of the things, is he's like, yeah, they wouldn't let me go to Mexico to wrestle. He wrestled on for AEW like a week after the, the Briscoes match. It's like, yeah, but you can't go to Mexico and wrestle. You can wrestle for us. Don't go down there.
0: <laughs> We're not going to get into the medical practices of AEW, good or bad. But uh, yeah, Dax's broken ass. Sometimes, uh, sometimes things are better left unsaid.
1: That podcast is great. Shout out to Matt Goon, who uh, I think is trying to snake my Brian Danielson podcast right now. I'm, I'm pushing for this, Joel Pearl. I'm pushing for this Danielson podcast. I, I got to stop doing podcasts with you and start doing podcasts with Brian Danielson.
0: TK, since you're watching, give you the Danielson podcast to Jeremy. I don't need to be here. I have other shows I can work on.
1: He won't give me a Danielson shirt. I definitely ain't getting a podcast.
0: I'm, I'm, I'm hoping for you. I am here to manifest for
1: you. Thanks. I, I need all the support I can get.
0: Well, you got mine. And I'm sure in the comments, with the thumbs up and all the rest, you'll have the support of others. So drop a comment saying you support Jeremy Lambert, would you? It's it, it's a good way to show your support for FIFL overbooked here. Let's start. Let's go with number five. Lana, whose real name is CJ Perry, says she would shut down CJPerry.com to return to WWE. Uh, Lana has certainly had quite a lot to say lately about WWE, about <laughs> vandy rose in the situation there and she appeared on the bailey show to talk about uh her her uh brand army as she calls it that's what it's called it's brand army and her page on cjperry.com talk to me about this uh always one to be in the spotlight miss cj perry uh
1: the bailey show by the way is not wb's bailey it is not jared bailey it is just the bailey show i have actually forgot the person's first name i apologize to that um Yeah, Lana rules. I just want to put that out there. She's great. She's a great interview. She says some very fun stuff. Uh, She's not afraid to just speak. Uh, She's not afraid to just give me an easy headline. I always appreciate that. Anybody that's not afraid to give me an easy headline. And she was asked about the Mandy Rose stuff of like, hey, what what do you think about Mandy Rose being asked to shut this down or getting fired because she wouldn't shut this down and the kind of content she puts out there and everything. She's like, you know, like, I have a lot of success success can't speak uh, with CJ Perry. She has the
0: other thing too, but it's not with herself. (laughs) Usually with her husband.
1: Uh, I have success success. Jesus. (laughs) Uh.
0: Say it with me now. Success.
1: Success.
0: There it is. Now maybe don't put the emphasis on the first, on the first syllable. This
1: this is why the kids send me to preschool. Um, (laughs) I make a lot of money with cjperry.com. And she said that I'll, you know, I've made more in like the last six months than I did my, my best WWE year. Uh, and she's like, but you know what? I'd still shut that down if they asked return to WWE because she loves this business. I appreciated her, just her comments on this because you hear a lot of stuff after Mandy Rose of like, well, these women can, you know, make plenty of money outside of WWE do they need to shut this stuff down for because they can just make more than they make in WWE with this kind of stuff. Lana has had proven money-making ability. I won't try that word again. Uh, Proven money-making ability with her, her website. She hasn't done, I mean, she's done like minor movies and reality television stuff. She hasn't done anything wrestling related since, uh, since leaving WWE. But she's still been profitable thanks to cjperry.com. And she's like, Yeah, you know what? If they asked me to shut this thing down, I I would do it. So it was it was cool to hear Lana's take on this. Easy, easy, easy headline article, easy headline, easy article just to, to do. Cause of course people are like, oh, she's taking shots at AEW. She's cause she did take shots at AEW later on in the interview. Uh, she, she's she's looking and all of this stuff. Why would she do this and whatnot? It's like, I don't maybe she just likes wrestling. Guys, maybe she's just like, you know what? I I'm doing well with this thing, but I just wanna come back and have and wrestle, wanna manage, wanna have fun, be be sports entertaining, everybody. Put smiles on faces, as I believe she said. Maybe she just wants to do that. The money's there for her. Let her if she wants to go back to WWE and she's like wants to shut her down her website, I don't feel like it's bootlicking, feel like just What she wants to do, let her do it. Lana's great though. Shout out to Lana. Uh, Always a great interview. I don't listen to all of them because she does a lot. And a lot of times it is very just focused on like entertainment stuff and uh, reality television because she's on like this real life. And I'm like, eh, sure, whatever. But I listened to this one and it was very fun. And I feel like every time I listen to a Lana interview, she says something good or bad. I don't really care if it's good or bad. I'm in the business of news. And I'm trying to make news out of stuff. And she gives me something to make news out of.
0: It's a couple of things. First of all, uh, Jason Bailey is the name of the podcast. So, okay. Thank you. Uh, not to be confused with the Jason Bailey that I went to high school with and later would have a tryout with the Anaheim mighty ducks and not make the team. So it's a different Jason Bailey. It's not that one. Uh, and also the, um, I, I, I like the idea that she's like, yeah, I would shut down the website, but that doesn't mean that like, when she leaves, she's not going to make a shit ton of money reopening it because guess what WWE provides? And that is a giant platform for you to make more content on your own after you decide to say goodbye or they say goodbye for you. Uh, that being said, you know what? Listen, make your money however you want. And if you are happy taking bumps, go for it. Not everyone has the same, uh, the same visions in life. Not everyone has the same aspirations.
1: Yeah, I, I agree. And like you said, you're gonna you're gonna get a, a big platform if you're going to WWE. And you know that look, Mandy Rose, she's making her money. Good on her. The money probably would not be as good if she wasn't on NXT television and the NXT women's champion for over a year and everything. That's just the reality of the situation. How many people have lost uh how many people have left WWE and everything? and like we're NXT, but they weren't on NXT and open like an only fans and stuff, but they ain't doing as well as Mandy Rose is doing.
0: That's right. There's so many accounts of people who were recently released or released. And then they decided to go into that content business and it's tough, man. It's a slog and we know it and we're not, uh, you know, we're not doing anything uh, sexy in our content. We're, we're talking about the news, Jeremy.
1: Yes. Yes, we are. That's what we do.
0: That's a, that's our, our only fans. We're going to call this only news. <laughs> dot com let's move on number four conan said tony khan pulled time from the triple a show because someone else got covid uh keeping it 100 is the podcast that conan does with the whole bevy of other people some are whatever and uh he had this to say about the uh the time and sammy guevara situation they didn't go to mexico this is not what he said but they, they didn't end up going to mexico for the acapulco show to defend their intergender triple a tag titles instead they were stripped of them and now they're doing a. Uh, a different match for those tag titles uh talk to me about it because uh this is a bit of a messy situation uh, they, the the intergender tag team champions did not make their defenses for triple a for tri- <laughs> what was that triple a that's the name of the company triple a triple a oh
1: sure. you do the,
0: i mean you gotta call them black Taurus, you gotta you gotta do the whole thing uh, denise salcedo taught me well it's a uh, oh. triple mania <laughs> that's
1: so so keep it at 100 uh yes it's a it's a podcast we don't need to get into who is actually on this podcast but I do appreciate Conan's insight on things because he is still actively involved in the business um and he's actually working with these companies like aew and potentially now WWE if the the Dragon Lee thing is any indication um so yeah he explained the situation he he said that you know they'd missed some other events one was just I think a scheduling conflict one was Ty couldn't get her uh visa paperwork in line and then this one was I guess somebody else got COVID in AEW and they needed to do a match on dynamite and what they did was Ty J against, I believe this was Willow and, and Ruby was the same night as um it was the same night as, as the AAA show. And then Conan was wondering, well, why didn't you send Sammy? Sammy wasn't doing anything, which kind of a fair point. Uh, but I guess like, why are you going to send Sammy to defend the titles if Ty isn't there? So I can understand why, if, why w- would we send Sammy if we can't also send Ty? I also understand Conan's point of, well, why couldn't you just book another match instead of this? Why couldn't you do it just Anna J against Ruby Soho or Anna against Willow? Like, was it that important to do this tag team match on this night? Uh, I understand Conan's frustrations with this because they had this scheduled it turned out that something else happened i don't like this is conan's side of the story right we get back to sides of the story like we did last week uh we we got conan's side of the story what's the uh wwe or AW uh aw side of the story what's tony khan's reasoning for this will we ever find out i don't know i don't know if anybody's going to ever ask tony about this because at this point it's a dead story let's be honest um this happened a week ago and this is not the number one question on everybody's mind when, if they get a Tony Khan interview, they got to ask him about the new set first. So I don't think we're like really ever going to get Tony's side of the story right now. We have ends, and I don't think it makes AEW look too great uh, when it comes to this, but do they care? I don't know. Cause again, it's like, yeah. Okay. We didn't send them triple a, they stripped all the titles. They crowned new champions. We move on with our life.
0: You know what they should have done? Sammy should have gone to Acapulco and he said, Ty can't make it, but I have another tag team partner. And out comes Taya, and <laughs> it's, it's still it, it's still Sammy and Ty Yeah. And uh, they defend the tag titles. That would have worked. That would have been fine. Sure. They, they in the last Triple Main Mania show, and now I can't say it, <laughs> they 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 teamed up with, with Johnny and, and Taya. And it worked. Johnny Caballero. Yeah.
1: I'm man. fine with this. This sounds very good.
0: Could have done that. But instead, we're just going to strip them of tag tiles and move on. Whatever, man. It's wrestling. Everything happens and uh, nothing really matters. <laughs> Let's move on. <laughs> Number three, Exodus Prime says he found out he was wrestling Wardlow on AW Rampage 20 minutes before the match. Talking to Toned and Entertainment, Exodus Prime, who has one of the coolest and nerdiest <laughs> names in wrestling ever, uh, has been pretty, uh, pretty active in aew he's had a couple of uh, experiences with rampage and then he was on dynamite the following week it talks to me about this uh this conversation he had with toned in entertainment
1: uh so yeah XS prime and been on AEW tv uh, a couple of times he faced hook and he faced ward and yes he does have a cool name he talked about his nerdiness uh on this podcast it was a really fun podcast I, and i love the podcast where you get these independent wrestlers or these people who just did AEW shots and stuff and you learn more about them. Um, so, so those are really fun to listen to. And if you are a, a comic book fan, a gaming fan, and you don't know much about Exodus prime, go check it out. I think you'll, you'll learn some interesting stuff about him and you'll get to uh, just know him more after seeing him a couple times on AEW TV. And this goes to show. So we had Dan, the dad on our podcast, the, the spotlight. And he talked about, how he found out that he was wrestling AW Dark like very quickly. He was just in catering, like, hey, we need you down here. And he's like, oh, okay, and he goes down there. And now Exodus Prime is talking, of like, yeah, 20 minutes before the match, they're just like, hey, you're wrestling more though It's like, oh, okay, so it seems like you just you show up. Maybe you get, a, get something to do. Maybe you don't. Uh, it seems like more often than not, the, these people get something to do, whether it's a Dark Shot, whether it's being used as an enhancement talent on – WWE television or aw uh dynamite or whatever uh but he does that the the more and i couldn't put this in the headline wait, because i there I just didn't have enough space but the power bomb guy was very gifable the way he sold it like almost standing on his head for a brief moment and then flipping over people were like oh man like the way he took that power bomb and i think the way he took that power bomb ended up getting him that second match against hook because of his selling there and he said yeah that was just completely by accident like i was just trying to roll over on it and i just ended up doing a complete headstand and then th- that's how i got pinned out of it like that that's the bump i ended up taking he's like i got to the back and i was like oh that was so great that was so great he's like yeah definitely meant to do that he's like no that was completely by accident so if you want to learn more about exodus prime if you want to learn more about how i guess AEW enhancement bookings work and you want to learn more about how he took this powerbomb completely by accident Check out the interview and shout out to Exodus, Exodus Prime. He's, he's, uh, he's like a nice guy. Does a lot of independent work in the, the Texas area. And yeah, I good, good stories with him on that podcast.
0: Independent wrestlers learn how to sell, learn facials, and you will <laughs> more than likely get booked again. It's, pretty,
1: yeah, it's, it's,
0: it's a task, but if you do it well, then you obviously get looked at. And Exodus Prime is a pretty good example of uh, successfully selling your way into more bookings. I think that's pretty neat. Yeah. Let's move on. Number two, Lee Johnson says he couldn't hear Arn Anderson's Glock promo. Lee Johnson appeared on the AEW Unrestricted podcast. I listened to it the other day. I kind of, I must have tuned out. I didn't hear, ironically, I didn't hear this story as told by Lee Johnson on the podcast. So uh, go ahead, fill me in, fill everyone else in at home about Lee Johnson on Unrestricted.
1: It was near the end of the podcast, and I would like to say that AEW, all right, I'm going to I'm not going to bury AEW unrestricted, but AEW sends out their little emails with their quotes, right? Uh, For, for the unrestricted podcast, like, Hey, we're happy to have Lee Johnson. And then you get about five paragraphs of what Lee Johnson has uh, accomplished in AEW and stuff. And then it says Lee Johnson quotes on working with QT Marshall. I really think QT is the guy that made me a great wrestler for TV. He really helped me out with that a lot. On Sting fandom, I remember when I was young, maybe six or seven years old. Do you remember those fake tattoos? I would get these Sting tattoos, and I would put them on my body. Those are the quotes they send out to get you hype for this Lee Johnson interview. Why? Why go through this effort, AEW? Why go through it? Joel Pearl, stop. Why go through this effort of sending out these quotes when you're just going to give one line of cliche? Like, if you read this, you would never want to listen to this podcast. You would be like, okay, these are just dumb answers, very cliche answers. It's it's annoying to me. As someone who does this for a living, it honestly upsets me that they put this little effort into sending out these quotes to try to get you hyped for this podcast. I would never listen to these podcasts if I didn't have to based on these emails that they send out. And this is why I want this job of transcribing the AEW unrestricted podcast and i'll send out these quotes because i'll send out things like lee johnson couldn't hear the glock promo because he and that's why he had that look on his face that ended up becoming a meme that was going to be a meme anyway but lee johnson's reaction you know tag yourself who are you arn cody brandy lee the crowd whatever it might be and He has that confused look on his face of like, oh man, what is this man saying? And it's because he couldn't hear the promo. I thought it was a great story by Lee Johnson. Listen to the full podcast. He actually gives you better answers than QT taught me a lot. He's your trainer. I would hope he teaches you a lot.
0: He he definitely learned a lot from QT Marshall. That's
1: QT rules. Are we pairing QT? He's No,
0: absolutely not. I'm agreeing with you. He should have learned, and he did learn a lot from QT. And then when he's asked like, Who's the best uh, member of the Nightmare Factory? He's like I am, and I was like, oh, okay, yeah. He's like, sometimes you got to put yourself over it. I was just, all right, this is perfect. I like it. Yeah, but yeah, Lee Johnson talking about this, the promo. Uh, yeah, it, it's something that uh, it's comedic enough and it's and it's funny enough that like it was something that they could have put out as a quote or at least added it to the reasons to listen. You know, and, and like in the selling of of the podcast, this is what we're talking about. Uh, but I hear you. Sometimes the quotes are just very benign and just they exist. They're not, but they're not entertaining. Like they're not, they're not captivating.
1: None of their quotes are. I get these emails every week and it's always just one sentence of the most generic quotes you you could find. Like none of it, none of it's good. And we talked last week of, you know, Matt Cohn sends me the Dax podcast early and the CM Punk stuff that blew up. Everyone is like, I got to watch this, or I got to listen to this now. I got to listen to this. I got to listen to this. And a big chunk, like, look, people are going to listen anyway, because the subject was CM Punk. And that, that's just what it's going to be. But yeah. Matt even thanked me of like, wow, the interest of this, like, is even more than it was because you put these quotes out there. It's like, if you can make, if you can put quotes out there that are compelling and interesting, people are going to be like, oh, it's like a good movie trailer, right? You, you see a great movie trailer. And it's like, oh, now I want to see this movie. Maybe you gave away everything in the movie trailer. I don't know. But you want to have this interest to so people go and actually listen to your podcast or go and watch your movie and stuff. If you just put out something like, imagine a movie, it's the Star Wars movie trailer and the only thing you see is just a guy standing there just doing nothing. Like you know not want to go see this movie? You need the fighting, you need the lightsabers, you need the lasers and shit. Yeah, like, I don't like Star Wars.
0: No, but I get what your point. I, I get your point entirely. You got to make it sexy. You got to make it. You got to make it captivating. Otherwise, it's just it's just a guy talking into a microphone with another guy or a girl or not. I don't know. Or to themselves. Sometimes it's just <sighs> themselves. Either way, this was entertaining. I'm glad you found something more entertaining than the quotes sent by EW.
1: Send better quotes to AEW, and if you want to send better quotes, hire me, and I'll listen to the podcast, and I'll make sure good quotes get out there.
0: Once again, I will put over the AEW website for their results. They're very detailed. This could be better. I didn't. I didn't know that this is how they sent out their quotes because I'm not oh, on oh,
1: you know what? You know what? Joel, here's here's a fun little media exercise. This, so this was the Lee Johnson podcast. We we just right. we just talked about that. Here are we, here doing, we go.
0: doing your Jeremy Lambert news writing tips thing?
1: Uh, we can wah, wah, wah. hold on. hold on. I got you this time. Oh, well, oh, that's that? <laughs> there we go. Yeah.
0: I like the part where it went off prematurely and then came back
1: around. So quotes from Willow Nightingale on okay. working with Rio. I really love the dynamic of big and small, like the giant and the tiny person. And I think we both have this very cutesy demeanor to us. But then the part where we differ is our wrestling styles. On Dalton Castle, I think Dalton Castle is the most entertaining, like the most charismatic person, and I feel like we would mesh really well together. Great quotes from Willow Nightingale, Soraya. Here we go. Soraya's is a quote machine, right? Like, come on.
0: Yeah, and she's she's arguably a, a bigger star than than really anyone that they have on the podcast recently.
1: On her relationship with Renee Paquette and John Moxley we're like all bouncing ideas off of each other. And she comes up with such good lines for my promo and for backstage. It's like a whole unit on hiding out in a tech closet before her AEW dynamite debut. There was no toilet in there. No AC in there. No mirrors. I was just like sweating, but I was like, it's going to be so worth it. Those are your awful. Tony Khan, Tony Khan.
0: You're watching the show. We know
1: it. (laughs) So this, these are your quotes from Tony Khan ahead of full gear on MJF challenging John Moxley. We've seen MJF involved in a lot of great matches. He's come so close to the top of the mountain, but right now he's up against the ultimate mountain in pro wrestling. I think John Moxley is the tallest and most impossible to climb. I just hit the microphone on Chris Jericho defending the ROH world championship. You have to give him credit. Now he's in his eighth reign as world champion doing some of the best wrestling in his entire career right now in 2022. Those are your Tony Khan, Khan, Tony Khan quotes. These quotes are not good. They're not good. Who's picking them?
0: I would like to know who's picking them from, from what department. And I mean, I don't, I, I'm going to assume that Tony has no say. In the, not no say, but I, I'm, I'm assuming he doesn't know. He just, he's not going out of his way to, to read the quotes before they're sent out to media about Wrestler X talking about whatever on the podcast. I just I would love to know who's making those decisions because they ain't great
1: it's it's not it's not
0: anyway be better aw hire A-W-, me.
1: aw hire me
0: hire jeremy there you go support jeremy lambert how do we do that
1: Give me the high high
0: let's go number one all the monies. well we'll we'll do that we'll grow this channel and we'll get all the monies to you that'd yeah? be nice all right we'll do thumbs up for now people people can leave that thing uh, orange Cassidy, number one, orange Cassidy. I'm just good at punching. That's why I have the AEW all the land championship. Oh, orange Cassidy appeared on bill afters wrestle binge show. It's not really a podcast. It is kind of a, a face-to-face thing. Uh, yeah, he's, he's very, um, verbose. <laughs> orange Cassidy. Talk to me about this appearance. I'm sure bill absolutely reveled in orange Cassidy's interview skills.
1: Ah, uh, Bill after, I mean, Bill after's been around a long time. he's he's seen it all. like he he knows what he's doing here, especially somebody like Orange Cassidy who's in just complete gimmick and everything. Ah, uh, Bill after is great. Orange Cassidy, he rules just the uh j- just the the way he he stays in gimmick, right? Like he stays in gimmick and he's just going to give you these one word answers and everything. And he has a nice banter with that there. Cause they're actually talking about MJF and Orange Cassidy's like, he's going to like sarcasm. And Bill App there's just like, well, sarcasm doesn't keep the title. Like that doesn't mean you get to keep the title forever. And Orange Cassidy's just like, it doesn't. <laughs> and he's like, well, you have the title. It's not all sarcasm. Is it? And he's like this title. Like, yeah, that's what he's like. I just have this title because I'm just good at punching people in the face. It's like, well, you got to be better than just punching people in the face. It's like, no, just punching people in the face. <laughs> and after he's like putting over his drop kick and everything, he's like, you, you do that with your hands in your pockets and everything. And Orange Cassidy's like, yeah. <laughs> he's it's very It's very funny. Like any interview with Orange Cassidy, and I've seen a few up close, like you know what you're getting with the gimmick, but it's very fun. Like he's going to be orange Cassidy. And if you know how to play off of that, or if you're not, or if you're willing to play off of that, it can be fun. Uh, and this is just a fun little, it's like eight minutes or something, a fun little interview. He actually has a line that I think I'm going to run this weekend, uh, like beating Brian Danielson. And it's legitimate. just like, I'd punch him in the face and pin him. There's nothing <laughs> to it, but it's just an easy little headline pop that I can do. Um, and I'm going to end up doing it. More Orange Cassidy interviews. I'll always find something to run out of Orange Cassidy. He rules.
0: Do you have any comment to MJF? Okay. Okay, indeed. <laughs> uh, we did it. We ran through the gauntlet. We got through it. Let's plug the stuff and get on out of here and enjoy our Saturdays. Jeremy, do the thing.
1: Uh, don't follow me on Twitter. Follow Steven Jensen on Twitter at fight talk underscore. Uh, keep it Latier here and Fightful overbooked. We have fun stuff coming up I think I hope I don't really know people just say they're gonna do stuff on this channel and then they do it and I'm just like sure I don't know anything that's happening
0: I'm working on a new show
1: you're gonna what
0: I'm working on a new show
1: oh boy that sounds awful um all right. We, I think we're doing like watch alongs again, which is great because I know the Wrestle Kingdom watch along did, did very well. Uh, mm-hmm. Shout out to, uh, again, Kate, who messages me like five minutes before. and was like, hey, we're going to do this. And shout out to Rob Wilkins, who messaged me 10 minutes before and was like, hey, we're going to do this. I'm like, sure, whatever.
0: So, I, hold on. I'm going to go behind the curtain for a sec. They messaged me, too.
1: Yeah. Why are
0: they messaging you? Because the watch along was, was my project for the longest time. And I brought it back just before Survivor Series this past year, and it and, and I said like let, let's let's keep them going, and now we probably will. Like you said, uh, Wrestle Kingdom was one that I started when Sean was doing it to monetize scraps. Yeah, we and did that we, last
1: year. I, I distinctly remember that. Yeah,
0: and then we kept doing it, and, and so the scraps thing that was twenty nineteen or twenty twenty or 2020 Thanks for 2020. We did yeah. that. Yeah, so we did the twenty twenty Wrestle Kingdom, and then we did it. The two years after that, uh, and then this year they were like, "You want to do it?" And I said, "I things have changed. I don't think I'm going to stay up." And I didn't. Uh, plus, I had a shitty day. Just peek behind that curtain. But anyway, long story short, they did it. And that was after Rob had approached me and been like, "If you're not going to do it, I'll do it." And I said, "It's all yours. Go ahead and do it." They set it up. Uh, and then same thing with Kate. Kate in the like Friday night in the middle of SmackDown was like, "I think I'm going to do da 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 da." I was like, "Okay." or sorry it wasn't it wasn't friday no it was, it was, wednesday. It was wednesday no it was oh, wednesday. wednesday
1: yeah yeah you're right no, sorry. tuesday
0: night it was Tuesday just like night, after, yeah. after sour graphs i'm gonna do this watch along you want to do it and i'm like i'm going to bed after nxt because today is just <laughs> the, the day that it was uh because I'm also an old man. So she ended up doing it. That was a very last minute thing. I figured she would have pitched it to you afterwards because she said, do you want to do it with me? And I said, I, no, I,
1: here's, here's how I found out about this. So I'm checking the stream yard and I don't even remember why. I was just checking the stream yard and I see that the NXT post show is set up to run on Overbooked. And I'm like, oh, did somebody just like misclick something? So I message her and I'm just like, hey, did you set up the NXT post show? And she's like, yes hear me out. And I'm like, Oh God, what is happening now? And she's like, I have this idea to do this. Watch along. I've talked to Sean. He said, it's fine like blah blah blah. i was like i don't care i don't i just want to know did you misclick on the nxt post show because it's you have it checked to run on overbooked and i'm pretty sure it's not supposed to run on overbooked and she's like oh yeah i just misclicked that i was like all right cool do what you want with the uh with the watch along of the bailey and the sasha match i was like just be done by this time because apparently we're also doing a wrestle kingdom watch along that starts at this time so i don't want two two streams running. she's like okay gotcha
0: I don't know anything,
1: Joel. Nobody tells me anything. People people don't even come to me anymore. Apparently they go to Sean to get stuff approved, or they go to you. They don't even come to me. I'm gonna start taking all the money for myself from now on because I'm tired of of handing it to everybody else. I'm taking it all for myself. (laughs) That was a great great and then it echoes once you do it why don't you just have like a drop just upload a drop into the 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 uh, the stream yard it is it's
0: it's in the background music but it doesn't work very well
1: the thing is so i
0: also have so i have a a new sound we're we're going like way over time talking about shit as we record and i'm gonna keep it all in here but like i have a a a soundboardy type of thing here and i I got like, eh. So I'm going to start using stuff from there and calling up different sounds from that board instead of from StreamYard. Anyway, listen to Tag Talk. They're on Mondays at 3. Uh, yes. Tim and Joel is undergoing some some changes. We're, we're Sundays at 8 p.m. now on FIFA Overbook. And like I said, I have a new show in development. So uh, keep it locked. Keep it tuned. Coming to Overbook as it is. And of course, we have Newsworthy here. We have Robin Maggie on Fridays. There's still a lot of stuff. There's FMC. I gotta tell Jeremy and, and SP3 that their show is great. There you go. You don't
1: have to. I mean Sherry, I thank to. thank 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 thankful for Shared Delaware that yes. uh, uh that show is actually good.
0: She makes the show less lonely with farmersonly.com. Yes. Alright. I am at Joel Pearl J O E L P E A R L. Ladies and Gentlemen, friends beyond the binary. We'll probably see you in the next one. Cheers.